Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by our awesome friends at Welch & Company Jewelers, the Al & Angus Pub, and, yes indeed, Ken's Auto Detailing, Route 11. If you're in and around central New York, make sure you stop by on Route 11 and grab the entire full detail for your car, your van, your truck, your boat, whatever the case may be, it's an awesome place to go. And hey, when you literally drive away from the parking lot, it feels like you have a brand new car. All happening at Ken's Auto Detailing, Route 11 in the Brewerton Cicero area, and you can go find them on Facebook for all of their specials as well. Hey, they're currently hiring as well. So uh, I want to stop by throwing in a little application too and make some extra money while you are there. Ken's Auto Detailing, the official detail house of the ML Sports Platter. And a tip of the cap thank you as well to CH Insurance, Camillo's Golf Club, and friends of the program, the Swan and Whitaker families, Bob Lindsley and Daryl Abert. We move to Sabres Hockey, where as I record this, a couple wins in a row, getting ready for a home tilt against the Kraken. But this episode's really more about the long-term uh, a little bit of the short term for this season specifically, but the long term, what do we think about Kevin Adams and Don Granado and the team right now? And so far, they've just failed expectations big time. And we're here to bring in Bill Hoppy, my main man who covers the Buffalo Sabres for the Times-Herald. And BuffaloHockeyBeat.com is his website. He's got 12,000 followers on Twitter, at Bill Hoppy NHL. My great pal going back to our Bonaventure days and one of the best in the business covering the Buffalo Sabres. Bill Hoppy, my man, thanks for a few minutes, pal. How you been? Thanks for having me, Mike. It's always it's always fun to talk Sabres with you. Well, I appreciate that. And this team is obviously, you know, the, <laughs> going into this year, I know that you probably get tired of my text messages and, and some of the stuff on X that we like to have fun with where I'm like, oh, season's over. But really, I mean, I just don't, I don't know. I mean, we're, we're just about halfway home here, right? And it just seems like this team can't form any kind of consistency. I know when you, you can say that, and then they go on a five or six game win streak and everything changes in a heartbeat. But do they have that in them? I Well, for starters, uh, they they haven't for three months. I mean, it's been, it's been puzzling why they haven't been able to put it together because they seem like a team on the precipice uh, last season. They fell a win short of the playoffs. I mean, it felt like just the beginning. It felt like they had more. It was just the tip of the iceberg. And they come out this season, and I, I, I thought they could definitely make the playoffs. I don't, I didn't expect them to, you know, have a hundred ten point season and, and finish first in the Atlantic or anything like that. I mean, a lot of making the playoffs would have just been kind of maintaining last season if they could just eke out another win or two, basically. But for through three months, like you say, that they've just been wildly inconsistent, um, and. They leave. They just leave you puzzled night after night because they have a, just a start to finish sturdy win where they they beat a legitimately good team and they're in control the whole night and there's so much to like. Then they come back at home and they'll get blown out by someone. They'll be down three nothing in the first period right. and there's been no explanation. Right. So I mean, to to get back to your original point, I mean, on one hand, yes, I do think they they're capable of rattling off four or five straight wins and really getting back into the playoff race. But to this point in the season, they, they haven't shown their 
capable. I mean, they've they've won two straight games twice. The second time being Thursday and Saturday. So I mean, it took them, you know, half the season to to to, to do that. I mean, that's incredible when you think about it. I got into it a little bit with your boy Mike Harrington on X because I I just stated that you know there's I, I had kind of listed some problems that I thought were at the forefront. Oh, I don't know, uh, maybe a month ago, and I mentioned goaltending being a, a situation that was not number one. It wasn't number two, but it was something, not everything, and that they could have made a move before the season to mask deficiencies. And what I mean by that, Bill, is again, it's not the number one problem, but. If you have a better goalie, if you have more depth and better depth, you can mask some of your other problems. It's kind of like, you know, in the NFL, you got an elite quarterback and you know you got a problem here, a problem there, but you got Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes and or Lamar Jackson and things, they kind of disappear to a certain extent. I always thought they should have gone out before Winnipeg decided to sign Shifley and Hellebuck and see if maybe you could get that guy. You know, maybe if you could get both of those guys and they need somebody who knows how to win in that locker room. Do, do they lack goaltending in that way to mass deficiencies? Do they lack a sniper on the power play? Do they lack toughness? Do they? I mean, what are they? What's missing in the in the in the system here? Well, to your first point, the goalie thing. I mean, goalies are just oh, so hard to find these days, and it, it didn't seem like that ten years ago. But whatever's happened in the last, you know, five ten years. Uh, they just become harder to get. And yeah. the Sabres were in a, a unique situation where they had Eric Comrie, a, a somewhat established uh, goalie. Uh, they had him under contract. They had Devin Levi, uh, maybe hockey's biggest goaltending prospect, uh, coming off a successful run in the NHL for a couple of weeks. They had Uka Pekka Lukanen, who uh, he had a, a slow finish last year. But, I mean, he still had a pretty decent rookie year, and he's a guy that's not too far removed from being a uh, top flight, I think, excuse me, uh, he's not too far removed from being, you know, an elite prospect, a goaltending prospect. So they had guys, and I just think when you when you factor in the cost of trying to uh, pry a hellebuck, or I just I just think it just wasn't worth it. And goaltending hasn't, for me, it hasn't been a huge problem. I mean, at times it certainly could have been better. There's times they could have used a big save and they didn't get it. But I put that lower down the list. And, and as far as the, the second part of your your point, um, uh, I mean, they lack a few things. And uh, they could use uh, a, a third, fourth-line grinder. I mean, they could use probably a little more toughness in that area. Just, just one of those guys teams hate to play against. And uh, as far as, you know, you, know, you mentioned Shifley and, and like a sniper. Yeah, I mean... Every team can use one of those guys, and the Sabres have had trouble scoring goals this season for whatever reason. I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to explain why, because we thought that was the least of their problems. But um, I still think they have enough talent within that they could start scoring goals again. So, I mean, there are there are a lot of problems, and, and halfway through the season, those problems have been really been magnified just because they're performing so below expectations. I think the fired Don Granado stuff is crazy, don't you? Yes, I do, and I just I don't get it. I really don't. I mean, uh, he's he's taken the Sabres so far faster than anyone could have imagined. I mean, from day one, he was able to settle them down, and even in twenty twenty one, when they were just an awful team. Oh, God. Uh, I mean, right away you could see 
there was a change. And at that point, anything, and, you know, just winning a game literally would have been what uh, was a was a, a step. But I mean, but even back then, just in the midst of that awful, awful season, you could see guys were quickly feeling better about themselves, getting better grasp. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was just different. And he's he's gotten the best out of guys, and he, he's taken them now to the brink. And I don't, if you have poor ha- half season. Uh, I don't. I mean, the grass isn't going to be greener. I don't know who people expect to come in. Uh, I just, I, I don't get it. I mean, he's showing to me for a couple of years that he's the right guy, and uh, a half season isn't going to convince me otherwise. Bill Hoppy with us, Sabers Insider, BuffaloHockeyBeat.com is where you can get him, and on Twitter at Bill Hoppy NHL. It's the ML Sports Platter, brought to you by Stanley Law Offices and Bonnet Sales and Service. I thought, and I know we kind of went into this a little bit last time I had you on. I'm not going to get too far into it again in terms of like, you know, paying guys or like Samuelson power. I I know the contracts can be bigger. I know you don't want to bet against, you know, you don't want to basically have to compete with yourself down the line like basically the Leafs just did with Nylander, by the way. And and there's so many of those kind of deals where market value, you know, you, you pay one thing and you get a deal if it turns out. Well, hopefully Samuelson and power turn out. I just always thought that it was Tage Thompson and Rasmus Dahlin as the only two guys who proved to me that they deserved the big money and the big contract because we had already seen what we had seen. We had seen those guys be cornerstone, unbelievable players. Which brings me to Dahlin. I wanted to talk about him and then I got one other thing and I'll let you go. Dahlin is leading, as we record this, the NHL in goals, Billy. I mean, this guy is is... Not only flying up and down the ice, I know he, he has those bad turnovers, but Jesus, so does the whole team. But he's he's flying up and down the ice. He's passing great. He patrols the power play. He's unbelievable on the pen kill. And now he's scoring goals? I mean, Bill, if this guy's going to give you 20, 25, 30 goals plus all that other stuff, forget about it. Wouldn't we just be talking about Makar, somebody, somebody? And I mean, how far down the list do you get before, you know, Quinn Hughes? How far do you get before you mention Rasmus? Come on. Well, he's up there in the conversation. And I really believe he'll... He'll win a Norris Trophy someday. Me too. Might, yeah. I don't know if it's going to be next year or in seven years, but I still I really believe he has an him. And that yeah, you, you're right. I think McCarr and some of those other guys are ahead of him now. But yeah, he's definitely in the conversation. I mean, he's still a little raw. I mean, he just hit. I forgot what his game milestone was. Four hundred games. I mean, I mean, he's only twenty three. It feels like he's been around forever. <laughs> but um, I mean, he's only you know. He's only been around since 2018, 23 years old. It's amazing. And he's a guy that was a mess before Don Granato came on. And uh, uh, he, he fixed his game under Don Granato. We've seen just a ton of growth. I mean, he's far from a perfect defenseman. But, I mean, he's I mean, he's elite. And this year he's, he's scoring a lot of goals. I mean, I really believe what you saw with Eric Carlson last year, that 100-point season. I mean, I'm not going to say – Darlene's going to have 100 points someday, but he's capable of, of something like that. He's capable of having 25-plus goals and well over a point a game, 90 points. He's that elite. And there are certainly moments where he's still – he looks raw. I mean, I think it was Thursday in Montreal. He got stripped mm-hmm. uh, by mm-hmm. Joel Armia, and uh, the Canadians scored a shorthanded goal, and it was, it was something easily preventable. But, I mean – when you have a guy like that, I think you can live with stuff like that once in a while. And he's on the ice so much. He's so aggressive. You can live with some mistakes of aggression. And uh, I th- I really think he'll be the next captain of the Sabres whenever Kyle Oposu reco- 
retires. I mean, what separates him beyond talent is just he has a want that not a lot of players have. He wants it badly, and he's a, he's a very determined young man. He's unbelievable. I, I love, I mean, that turnover was brutal, but, you know, everybody has a bad day. How Michael Jordan missed shots, and Connor McDavid actually misses the goal once in a while, too, if you can believe it. And you're right, Darlene, it seems like he has been around forever. Billy, these guys come in, it's so amazing when you hear, you know, about a young football player or basketball player, you know, one you know, one year in college and come, oh, wow, he's 18. And hockey players, it's like, dude, hold my beer, man. These guys are coming in. Bedard, McDavid, Matthews, Crosby did it. All these guys, Rasmus, all the, I can go on and on, right? Whether they come in from college or the Swedish league. and Come on, man. These guys are coming in so young, so skilled, big, speed, size. It's so unbelievable what we've got going on in the NHL. The final thing I have for you is, is this. I mean... We're recording this on, uh, you know, uh, basically a, a week where they have the crack and they got a couple of home games here. And now they got to stretch a lot of home games actually, right in a row. Uh, one, two, three, I think six in a row here. Um, mm-hmm. Where, where, how are we supposed to to think? I mean, is is the easy answer? Well, the successful season is still the playoffs. I mean, is that where we're at? Is the successful season? missing the playoffs but coming close again? I mean, it, what, what is a successful season? Can we still say the answer is the playoffs? Is that still allowed? That's a good question. Yeah, I mean, I think at this point a successful season uh, would be making the playoffs. Okay. And if they, it, I mean, if, if they have a season like last year where they fall just short, I mean, as bitterly disappointing as that would be, I mean, it wouldn't be the end of the world. I still think they're, considering where they were, Less than three years ago, I mean, just rock bottom. I think for them to be where they are now, with the expectation to make the playoffs, having you know fallen a win short last year, I think that's significant. So I think yes, successful season playoffs, and as much as people are going <laughs> to be very very disappointed if they don't, I, I still think you know this group can get it. I mean, there's probably going to be some tweaks needed and so forth, but I still think. This group they have can, can can get there. Yeah, and what do they do again? They take the top three in each division and then two wild cards, right? Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan oh, of that. It. Um, <sighs> I, I liked one through eight better. Yep. I mean, it just me too. Uh, I mean, it, it's hard to make the playoffs these days. There's so much parity. I mean, I was just looking, and the Sabers have more regulation wins than the Maple Leafs, but the Maple Leafs have gotten a whole lot of games to overtime, so they have. They have uh, a lot more points, so that part of the game today is just getting the game to overtime. I mean, it's as weird as it is. I mean, if you can be tied after 60 minutes, that's significant, and the Sabres haven't done that enough. Yeah, by the way, get to overtime, and let's keep overtime. Get rid of that damn shootout. I've had enough. I thought it was fun in the beginning. Cool, let's get some new people in. They see something they haven't seen. Oh, I went to a hockey game the other night, and I saw a shootout. That was fun. I want to go back. Uh Uh-uh. I'm done with it, dude. It was good for the beginning. I'm over it. I want overtime. Three on three is so exciting. Just put five minutes on the board. Somebody's going to score and get rid of that damn shootout. I've had enough. Yeah, I'm just not, I mean, you see a lot of skill and so forth, but I I like games to be decided like by the game. Yeah, by you know playing. I mean? like, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see. I mean, people say you know they don't they want to see a home run hitting contest at the end of baseball or a field goal kicking contest at the end of a football game. And yeah, I, I agree that um, you know let, just let them play. Let them. I mean, three on three is so much fun. Oh, I mean, so good. it's 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 a lot different than regulation. I mean, but I mean. 
to see the skill and just uh, the, the, how the crowd's into it. I mean, it's special. And, uh, yeah, I, I'd, I'd love to see – I mean, honestly, if they brought back ties, I don't think they're going to. But, I mean, I wasn't – you know, I grew up with ties. You grew up with ties. It was just the way the game was. Like, I have no problem if they had ties, honestly. Yeah, I think the tie is better than a shootout. I still don't want a tie because it reminds me a little bit of soccer. But the three-on-three is elite. It's amazing, and it's so fun. And when a game is tied in the third, I don't unless something else is of a higher priority, I don't move the channel. I focus on any game in the league because I wait and see if there's going to be overtime because it's so, so good. Bill Hoppy at Bill Hoppy NHL covers the Sabres for the Times-Herald. BuffaloHockeyBeat.com is your go-to website. Thanks, Billy. All right, thank you, Michael. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.